Welcome, my compadres. Toss that bald fruit into the field and let us ride into the storm with open mouths. If you're wondering how I came up with the title Beware the Hairy Mango, I must tell you that it was one of 53 titles I considered for the show. For you completists, I now present 52 things this show is not called. A thorough scraping, fried monkeys, plastic juice, squeezings from my head, drunk on words, silly billy, karunga, Mabel's footstool, I am your bitch, rapier twit, brain squirts, gussied up, camel opera, magnificent 364, cow parts, lemmings on the grill, the dandy cast, cremora soup, filth by association, needle of the eye, cranberry ladies, gusto mucho, four cubic ducks, the capital of malaria, the honey hound, canary in a landmine, talking on empty, the flasher, gimme a shorty, matulence, granny's crannies, a multitude of disbeliefs, seat smackin', robust tortellini, the most beautiful boy in the world, gamma sutra, sexy goodness, nervous breakup, rancid hypernauts, the meaning of the fox pie, gg a go-go, thricycle, butterfly rice, a loaf of spam, a jug of flapple, and thou. Some days are squirrels, taking it in the pancreas, Ranger Oswald and the hurly-burly, half a mind, even flatter land, in through the outhouse, chamomeleon, and finally superfluous armadillo. Enough of that. It's now time for today's story, Three Little Girls. Put your teeth up and enjoy. Three Little Girls by Matthew Sanborn Smith. The three little girls, Ritzy, Mitzi, and Bellamora, spun in circles on the front lawn of their father's estate. When the dizziness began to overtake them, they spun in triangles, which is really much harder than it sounds, especially for children. However, since these girls had no meaningful work in their lives and had downloaded their educations years ago, they had nothing else to do but spinning practice, and triangles were second nature to them. It was several hours before they became dizzy again, and by this time they were more than happy to fall to the ground to watch the shivering clouds go by and breathe in lungs full of the freshly cut grass air. Then it was up the trees in the late morning and onto the roof of the servants' quarters. They made the weekly sneak into Sally's room. Sally was the stable bride, the stable groom having passed away in a high-speed brushing accident. The unstable bride had been let go for improper behavior. And she was the only adult woman the half-orphan girls knew with more than garden party familiarity. Sally was now deeply involved in the horse's algebra lessons. The horses still struggled with stomping out fractions and had been stuck on lesson four for twelve years. Thus, the three little girls could study Sally's underwear drawer at their leisure. Before they left, they took great care to remove any errant strand of hair from the bra cups and return everything to its proper place. Outside once more, they took down a miniature cow with their bare hands and grilled lunch beneath the great umbrella that stretched a hundred yards in every direction. Before the evening's party, they had time to sail out to sea and found a colony on the ocean floor. They had time to do this, but in fact they didn't. What they did do was fast grow a small orchard so they could whip up their killer Waldorf salad for tonight. They always made the Waldorf salad when they wanted to attract a mother. It always went untouched, and they always buried the remains out behind the pond and washed the bowl. If anyone ever tried their salad, the girls reasoned, they would have to be mother material. That night, after washing the bowl and bathing in the pond, they climbed into bed. The bed was vast enough to hold a schoolhouse, but the girls always slept right up next to one another in the northwest corner. Before sleep washed over them, they stared into the center of the slow, hypnotic ceiling fan and made plans to do tomorrow what they hadn't done today. And there's your story for today. Like it or love it. 
You can read this and other stories at my wonder blog, the1000.blogspot.com, or just keep hanging right here at bewaretheharrymango.com. If you want more, please place a few denarii into the kitty known as the donate button to keep me in beans and porridge during the coming winter. If you need more crazy in your life than this humble podcast can provide, I implore you to seek out Frank Key's magnificent Hooting Yard podcast and what a voice that man has. You'll find a link to his show in the show notes and on the newly pupated blog roll to your right. Leave your comments at the site or email me at matthew at bewaretheharrymango.com and tell me what you know. Twitter your praises to me or merely shout them from the satellite dishes. This podcast is tightly bound in a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 United States License. Until next time, this is Matthew Sanborn-Smith saying, Get that thing checked out. It's the size of a frisbee. Good night.